This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. This is Small Biz Spotlight, featuring up-close interviews with small business leaders and entrepreneurs across America. And now, here's your host, David Wolf. Our guest on this segment is an expert in furniture restoration and upholstery. Buzz Rodriguez is the owner of Point Loma Cabinet and Upholstery. His company has been serving San Diego residents for more than 30 years. Joining us on the line from San Diego, his shop there to tell us more about the work he does with Point Loma Cabinet and Upholstery is Buzz Rodriguez. Buzz, welcome to the program. Well, thank you. To lay the groundwork, Buzz, if you would, how did you originally get into the field of upholstery and furniture restoration? How did you find your way into this business? Basically hunger. Let's see, I was doing gardening and landscaping there for a while, and then my my highly capable wife at the time recommended that we buy this sewing machine and compressor from a friend of ours because he tried the upholstery business and uh, he didn't do so well, but I was skeptical, but she had the abilities uh, that kind of surprised me. She could just pick things up and do it. She said, I'll, I'll do the reupholstery, you just do all the all the heavy work so we started out like that and um, after the first couple of jobs that we did word got around that uh, hey these guys are good as time went on of course our skills increased and uh, she got pregnant and left and then I was there by myself so I had to teach myself the things that she was doing so that was a bit of a learning curve but um, as time went on of course our client base grew and uh they, of course, referred me to other people, and uh, the rest is history. I mean, that was like, ooh, like over 30 years ago. Yeah, we're talking so, 30 years ago. So what year did you actually found Point Loma Cabinet and Upholstery? Uh, it was actually 1975. Wow. We started, and uh, we started actually in the, in the, it was a laundromat on Point Loma Avenue, and in the back of the laundromat, it had a little garage, and we started out of that little garage in the alley. Mm. And uh, <laughs> so, and then from there, we had to move out because people started streaming to the garage, and it was upsetting the neighbors. So I had to actually rent a commercial space. What other range of services do you provide? Is it still essentially rebuilding furniture and repairing or reupholstering furniture? It's care, maintenance, and upkeep, and sustaining the older pieces of furniture that were built years ago, which, which, uh, in my opinion, are really the only true real furniture left on the planet because um, all the new stuff that's coming out, it's, 
it's sad. It's a really sad. I want to I want to drill into that. What is it about the way they did it then that they don't do anymore? You know, you're an expert. You're repairing this stuff. You see how how they put it together. What's changed? Well, the idea of uh, quantity instead of quality. Back in the day, they made everything by hand, and uh, those things that were made by hand uh, are still around. And as the industrial age came on, then they, you know, they started popping things out a little quicker. But basically, what separates the men from the boys as far as furniture is the bones, the base construction of any chair or sofa. If it is made of hard wood or uh, even wood at all, and it has a good frame and, and, and it's put together with some type of integrity uh, behind it all, uh, those pieces of furniture will virtually outlast us. A lot of the stuff, as compared to the stuff that is new today you buy in the showroom floor, a lot of it is synthetic materials. Most of it today is it comes from overseas, and unfortunately the furniture industry overseas uh, we have no idea. You know, most of it's unregulated, uh, so that they put types of materials in there that uh, can be even uh, harmful to your health. Uh, for example, a lot of the furniture that you buy, uh, some of this budget furniture, I won't name names, but there's most companies out there, you, you can go and buy a sofa for three, $400, a whole, a whole sectional for uh, $1,100 or $1,200. Just, I mean, the prices are, you know, right away... Um, exclamation marks have come up, but yeah. um, you look inside of this stuff, and uh, it, the materials where they cut the corners is places where you don't see things, like the frame, the spring systems, the foam. A lot of the construction of the frame is uh, particle board, which uses uh, formaldehyde resins, which outgas carcinogenic and toxic fumes into the air. Oh, man. And people fill their homes with this stuff, and uh, they... Uh, you know, I mean, they lay on it, they sleep on it, and many wonder, hey, why, why do I have this, this illness? <laughs> yeah. It's coming up more uh, and more, isn't it? Is, right. it as, is it as much the glues as well, or is it or the way they connect things, the quality of, I don't know what you call these, the seams or the, the um, fasteners used? Uh, the, have those methods changed as well? All the above. Yeah. All the above. A little bit of all of it. Yeah. I get I get constant calls and oh I just uh, I have this sofa it's only a couple of years old and the seams are uh, my pillows are coming apart and my seat caved in and my foam uh, collapsed and you know I just tell these people look uh, I'm not going to try to come out and restore something that wasn't put together right in the beginning in the first yeah um, yeah when we talk about restoration we instantly think of of fine antique pieces. I'm going to guess that that's a lot of what drives your passion. You'd probably love to work on antiques, restoring fine furniture. Do I have that right? And and what percentage of your business is that? I wish it were 100% of my business, but it's not. Um, Not everyone owns antiques. Antiques technically is um, defined as anything over over 100 years old. Oh, I didn't know Um, that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of folks uh, have these old pieces that were passed on from their great grandparents, maybe even their parents. And uh, uh, like I just went over to a client's house, and uh, he has a chair that came over on on a covered wagon. <laughs> it's a really old piece, of course. <laughs> yeah. but uh, but they're beautiful. The older and the and the more in disrepair they are, the more we enjoy. 
um, mm. working on such of things because uh, the before and after effect gives you a good feeling when you see how it turns out when it's done. Not only uh, antiques, but, but actually anything over, even 10 years ago, furniture was put together better. Well, 10 years ago, the import of pieces were less than it is now. Are we talking about China predominantly here? Well, China, Indonesia, you know, places over there in the that part of the world, a lot, a lot of our stuff that we have in our homes now comes from there. And um, it's like Janis Joplin, you know, Cheap Thrills, the, the old album that came out. It's a thrill to find something that looks so nice and so and feels so comfortable on the showroom floor. Yes. You don't have to pay, pay as much. You get it home and, you know, you're all happy and everything. And then things start happening uh, over the months and years uh, after that. And inevitably, I can't tell you how many times I have to play the wet nurse to people that come in the door because, you know, they're so sad. Oh, I just went out and bought this, and it's not that awesome. Oh, my goodness, I threw away my old uh, sofa that I had for so many years, and uh, now I wish I had it back, and yada, yada, yada. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Well, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, uh, that other piece of furniture you threw away was probably a lot, had a lot more integrity in terms of of its construction and the materials used, as you've pointed out. Simply because if they had kept that and brought it in, I would have first inspected and made sure that it it had a good uh, base construction. And then from there, we would build on that base construction and and, yeah. and virtually make any style we could we can use that as our as our foundation and restyle it and then they would have it for another 15 20 years you know and 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 it would cost a little bit more than something they'd go out and buy uh off the show before some of these glitzy pieces that they have out there but longevity is, is the word here you know you want your furniture a good furniture should last at least 10 to 20 years okay yeah. that's a good benchmark so yeah. there's some lessons here uh, for, for those listening if you're working with someone like buzz rodriguez he can point you in in a direction where you know you, you don't need to throw away and and buy something new fresh off the off the floor you may have the gem that you really want right there you just need someone like you buzz to uh to, to assess the situation, see what kinds of repairs are required. And now you've got something that, that was built right in terms of its base construction, but you can do aesthetically what you want to with it. Let's talk a little bit about the aesthetic piece of all this. I'm imagining uh, for the upholstery side of the business, folks have a lot of options when they work with you, right? Yeah, the sky's the limit as far as that goes because we have a carpenter shop, a paint shop, and an upholstery shop. We uh, can create recreate, redesign, keep it the same style, put whatever fabric you want. I have a large, vast selection of, uh, of different fabrics. I have three showrooms that they can go to. So virtually, uh, they can create anything they want, and then we put it together. Mm. So it's truly, each piece that's done is unique. Uh, we also ergonomically customize the piece to the individual's own uh, physiology. If if they're tall, then they want a deeper seat. They want a higher seat, or maybe they don't. Maybe they want to sit lower. They want to have more pitch in the back, have a softer back, a uh, firmer, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We take the prescription, we fill it out, and then they, you know, they just have to take the ass 
two aspirin and call me in the morning. <laughs> no, I love that metaphor. We're visiting with Bud, we're visiting with Bud Rodriguez. He's the founder, CEO, and expert in all things furniture and upholstery. The company is Point Loma Cabinet and Upholstery in the San Diego area. That's uh, 619-298-3828. 619-298-3828. For those on the internet, www.furniturebuildandrenew.com, just like it sounds. I wanted to talk with you, Buzz, a little bit about your, the, the way you're marketing. You know, when you think of, of the type of business you have, it's pure brick and mortar. These types of businesses have been around for years. Let's face it, the internet doesn't immediately come to mind. You are using the internet as a tool, uh, some methods that are quite uh, interesting, and I think to the other small business owners listening, uh, which we have many, uh, they may find it interesting as to how you're generating leads and how you're leveraging the power of the internet to grow your leads in your business. Tell us about how you use the internet. If someone had told me that I would be doing what I'm doing now uh, six months ago or maybe a little further back even, I would laugh at them. You know, uh, I'm not using the yellow pages. I'm not uh, putting uh, ads out in the newspaper or the penny saver. I'm not doing what I've been doing for over 30 years. It's just like something fell out of heaven and plopped right in my lap, man. And that was uh, that was this uh, idea of getting a website. And I, trust me, I I am not a techie. I, for the longest part, kept everything at arm's length as long as I could. But then I realized, you know what? If if I just don't jump into this into this swimming pool and stop putting my little toes in the water. Uh, I just got to take a, a headlong dive and get wet, and um, that's what I did. Um, got a website, uh, had some help on that, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. That helped me put videos on their website and put certain type of copy and, and so forth that would be uh, like a magnet to people that needed uh, their furniture. And not that long ago, I just, I just realized, you know, like scales fell off my eyes, and I said, man, everybody's got furniture. And everybody's got issues with their furniture, and everyone's trying to find exactly what we provide. So the best way to get out there is not blimp, but get on the Internet. And uh, now I sit anywhere with my laptop, answer emails, I get leads. Oh, man, I get so many leads. Uh, my friend Craig said, I, someday I'm going to want to strangle him while that day is here. Because you have so much business. There are so many leads that you're bringing in. I can't keep up with it all. Is it, lo- it does it tend to be locally focused? In other words, you've got a business that's you know people come in through the door, so to speak. The door now is the internet. The internet is global. So, do you find that you get a lot of out of town leads? And and if so, how do you service them? One of the leads I just it was uh, someone from Korea, South Korea. <laughs> they found me on the internet and they wanted me to do some work for them. Uh, of course, um, uh, we don't provide pickup and delivery to South Korea, but uh, they're, I, I assume they're going to be moving to San Diego, uh, and I'll be doing the work there. And then I got, I got another lead from Great Britain the other day. So, But most of my leads are right here in San Diego because when people type in Reupholstery San Diego, my uh, website comes up on the first page, and uh, as a result, you know, I get anywhere from, I'd say, five to ten calls a day. And they're good calls. Wow. They're all, uh, they're all ready to go because my website is set up in such a way that it does introduction as far as what I do, who I am, and kind of does 
a lot of the sales process for me so that when they call, they're just about ready to go. Yeah, they already know you. They, they have a sense that they know you. And in fact, this interview is, is, is similar to that way of doing it where we uh, create an intimacy with you uh, so that the potential customer can understand how you work and who you are. So a lot of this is automated. And, and, and uh, as I understand it, a lot of the, the follow-up is automated too. Isn't that right? Uh, yes, there's a, a, a program that I use um, that will automatically uh, respond when someone signs on my landing page on my website. Mm-hmm. And then they call and they want to, uh, all I have to do is just basically set up set up an appointment and um, uh, yeah. come out, yeah. take a look, see what they have. And then if they like what they see, then we beautify their home with our product. You can focus on what you know how to do, which is the furniture and upholstery business. This stuff is automated for you. You had some help putting it together, and it's growing your business. So congratulations to you, by the way, for embracing this after 30 years. The, many small business owners uh, you know, have trouble crossing that, that line that you described earlier, and, and you've done it, and you're seeing the results, and that's great stuff. Buzz Rodriguez, uh, what an interesting business you're in. We've been visiting with Buzz Rodriguez. The business is Point Loma Cabin and upholstery located in San Diego. Uh, phone is 619-298-3828. And the website where you can learn more about the work he does. And by the way, there's some video, uh, and, and I'll call them educational materials. Learn what you don't know about the, the matters surrounding the furniture that you'd like to restore. Uh, you may have a gem sitting in your living room and not know it. Uh, Buzz can tell you, and he can make it better if that's what you'd like. It's uh, www.furniturebuildandre.com new just like it sounds furniture build and renew.com and buzz uh, i want to thank you for joining us on small biz spotlight continued success to you and with your new marketing as well and uh, have fun in san diego okay well uh thank you and uh basically my mission i just want to help people save that furniture don't throw it away there's not going to be any after that stuff's gone of course I can't foretell the future, but uh, from this point in time, it it appears like the old uh, uh, pride and craftsmanship is not going to return anytime soon anyway. The words of wisdom, insight, and experience from Bud Rodriguez. Thanks again, Buzz. Enjoyed it. A delight. We'll follow your story. All the best. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Small Biz Spotlight, up-close interviews with small business leaders and entrepreneurs across America. For more information about our guests or to subscribe, visit smallbizamerica.com. Small Biz Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.